0: Few people know the intricacies of tax law and policy better than my next guest. In a long Washington career, he's headed the corporate legal division at the IRS, advised two administrations on tax policy from the Treasury Department, and co-directed Ernst & Young's National Tax Department. Now, Eric Solomon has headed to the law firm Steptoe & Johnson as Washington partner, and he joins me now. Mr. Solomon, good to have you here in studio.
1: Great to be here.
0: First of all, what does the... I want to talk about your job at the Treasury Department where you were an advisor on tax policy. Tax policy is a pretty complicated thing because it brings together ideas of fairness, of pure economic revenue raising for the government and philosophical frameworks and all of this. And so how does the tax advisor operate? Well,
1: it's very interesting. You, you, you mentioned you know, what tax policy is all about and you mentioned some of the basic principles for the tax law to be fair, to be simple, to provide economic benefits but also at the same time to raise revenue for our government because that's how many things in our country are paid for. And also our tax policy does some social policy. For example, charitable contributions. You get a deduction for those. So tax policy encompasses lots of different things. And so you asked, well, you know, what, do you, what does one do at Treasury? Well, the first thing I got to do is distinguish between the Office of Tax Policy at Treasury and the Internal Revenue Service. They're both at the Treasury Department. They're both parts of the Treasury Department, but they serve different functions, overlapping but different functions. Now, the part that all of us are familiar with is the Internal Revenue Service, and the Internal Revenue Service collects taxes and administers the law, and it deals with taxpayers, individual taxpayers, business taxpayers, uh, processes returns, gives services, conducts audits, things like that, and it's what we all are familiar with. Um, And if you have a tax issue, you go to the IRS, you deal with the IRS, and there are about 90,000 people at the Internal Revenue Service. The other part of the Treasury function is the Office of Tax Policy, which is actually in a different physical location. It's in the Treasury building next to the White House, whereas the IRS is down on Constitution Avenue. And the Office of Tax Policy only has 90 people in it. And it is half lawyers and half economists. And its main role is to represent the administration in tax policy matters. So one of those functions is to represent the administration, for example, in legislative matters. But Congress ultimately enacts the tax laws.
0: Sure. So you worked for the Clinton and the George W. Bush administrations That's as a correct. tax policy advisor. That's correct. Who had different views on taxation. That's correct. And so, how does someone? Do you switch gears, or what do you do?
1: Well, I went in towards the end of the, Clinton, the end of the Clinton administration, and when I joined the Clinton administration, my main role was to deal in regulatory matters, um, and also to deal with issues around tax shelters. And these matters generally don't have as much of a political aspect to them. Sure, You know, writing regulations, is regulations interpret ambiguities in the tax law. And so I previously worked at the IRS on regulations, and so it was a perfect fit for me to come over to the Office of Tax Policy and also work on regulations, because Treasury and the IRS work together on regulations. That's generally nonpartisan. In addition, at the time, tax shelters were of significant concern and tax shelters trying to make sure that our system works properly and that people aren't taking advantage of the system is not a political issue.
0: What's your sense of the IRS? I'm thinking of during the Obama administration, there was some people say a scandal. The president said not a smidgen of scandal. Maybe we'll never know for sure exactly what happened in a what was supposed to be a non-political interpretation of the 501c3 section. In general, do you feel the IRS is pretty good about staying on the straight and narrow when it comes to those topics?
1: The, the IRS tries extremely hard to stay on the straight and narrow on those topics. Unfortunately, in that situation, it got caught up in politics. Um, the IRS itself you know, tries to and does um, administer the tax law in a non-political, non-partisan way. There are only two political appointments at the IRS, the commissioner and the chief counsel out of 90,000 employees and the IRS, it's very important that Americans believe that the IRS is doing their, their job in a fair and equitable way.
0: We're speaking with Eric Solomon. He is now with Steptoe and Johnson as a Washington partner and former IRS and Treasury tax advisor. And let's talk about Congress for a minute, because my sense is that there are some members of the taxation committees, the tax writing committees that really know their stuff just like there are on the Armed Services Committee and other very specific committees, tend to really get themselves deeply into the details of what it is they're legislating. But as a whole, how cavalier versus how really careful is Congress, do you think, when it starts to attack tax legislation?
1: Well, first of all, our tax laws are very, very complicated. So one has to start with that. And our Yeah, so economy, the simplicity
0: goal, that's long in the past.
1: Exactly right, and and we might discuss that later. But our tax laws are very complicated, our economy is very complicated, and you have to write tax laws to try to deal with all these different situations. So it is very difficult. There are members of Congress, both in the House and the Senate, for example, in the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee, who really know a lot about the tax laws. They also have staff that assist them in thinking of ideas, in understanding the tax law. In addition, there is a special committee, the the Joint Committee on Taxation, that has a staff who are career professionals who advise members of Congress uh, on the tax laws. But yes, there are many, many different congressmen, senators, members of the House of Representatives who have an interest in tax law, and they they often have differing interests. And sometimes you'll end up with tax laws that reflect many differing
0: views. And on that question of simplification, I mean all of the complications are the result of someone who felt their ox was gored by some provision – and so you have provisions to undo other provisions, and pretty soon you've got exponential complexity throughout the system. Do you ever wish that maybe someone should go into a closed-door meeting and you know, not be able to come out until they have a simplified tax code? Whoever's ox is gored tough, let the economy restructure itself around the new system, and then once we're through that paroxysm, everything will be great.
1: Wow. Well- Democracy doesn't work that way. No, it sure doesn't. (laughs) We have many members of the House of Representatives and the Senate who have their say and participate in the process. It is somewhat, I'll say, concentrated because we have the Senate Finance Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee. But as in many matters in our country, that's how democracy works. We have many different people contributing and therefore we end up in compromises.
0: And sure, and we have big law firms in D.C. to make sure people stay on the the right side of whatever the law happens to be in their case. Now, you're going to be working on transactional work, including structuring, opinions, and ruling requests. Translate that for the average Fed.
1: Sure. I'll just give a simple example. Two companies are going to merge. And the question is, if I'm a shareholder of the company that's being acquired in the merger, what's the tax treatment to the shareholders? The shareholders need to know. And so you have to read the law and understand the law to understand whether the shareholders is going to be subject to tax. And there are certain ways you can do a merger in which it's taxable to them when they exchange their stock for other stock and there are other ways that aren't. And the business people need to understand their choices. And so you participate with the business people to reach their business objectives. But as they are trying to reach their business objectives, they need to understand exactly what the tax consequences will be to all the different parties.
0: Which brings up another question related to simplification, and that is that in the economy, whether you're an individual, say, contemplating a move or retirement or a large publicly traded corporation merging with another one or buying a private corporation, the tax implications of every step occupy a huge amount of bandwidth in thinking about this. Do you ever feel that maybe the tax code is complicated such that too much effort that degrades the rest of the effort that's just purely in people's best interest is taken up by tax considerations.
1: You know, the the question you ask is, you know, is is tax such a large cost of doing things, whether personal things like selling your house or business things, that's almost the tail wagging the dog. Um, You know, I do worry about many complexities in our society, not just in the tax law, but in all sorts of regulations. But on the other hand, we do need to a certain extent, we need regulations or taxes are what we pay for a civilized society. So getting that balance right between how it promotes social goals, how we raise revenue, and at the same time trying to be simple is a continuing challenge.
0: It strikes me that this interplay and the complexities and the politics that come into it and the economic, I guess, algorithms that, that govern how taxes behave, it becomes almost lyrical to someone that really knows it like you do.
1: Well, I have to say I'm always learning. It, you know, it is a learning process throughout your life, throughout your career. You're learning about it. Um, It is very much trying to understand law and in any area of the law, law law's words and the interpretation of the words and exactly how they apply to individual circumstances.
0: And no matter what you feel, file.
1: Yes. No matter what you feel exactly, we should all be compliant with our obligations.
0: Eric Solomon, former IRS and Treasury tax policy expert, is a new partner at Steptoe & Johnson. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the Cold and Ricola. It's in our nature.
1: Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com/podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.